1: Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Week 207 and video episode number 33 of Music is Not a Genre. Every week I take a release from my collection, I discuss it, I give you my take on it, I talk about some other things that connect and all of that stuff and I and I discuss how it has influenced my music. I give you a sample of that and and try to connect everything in in some ways to everything else. Uh, if you like this podcast or the other podcasts I do or any of the music I post on this YouTube page, please subscribe. It would mean a lot to me. It takes a second. You can pause right now, click the subscribe button, and you will get updates on new videos I post and all that kind of stuff, and it's easier to keep in touch, um, which is which is my main objective here is to connect with people, is to, is to create conversations. Uh, if, if you are new to this podcast, uh, as I, I kind of described, you know, describe what I do. I started uh, it as a text. Uh, post on Facebook uh, geez over four years ago now uh, might be close to five and that's how this can be week 207 even though I only have 33 videos because this is my 207th post I always do a text form of this which I, I you know diverge from when I talk but has the same basic you know material and uh, then a few months ago I started doing the video the podcast version of this um i started with my cassette collection and went through all of that and now i'm going through my vinyl collection as you can see and we'll get to that soon uh that will be wrapping up well i don't know a few months maybe and then after that i'm going to break into my cd collection which is going to take way longer than both of those even considering how many i've gotten rid of in the you know recent years uh so this week uh subscribe did i mention subscribe yes please pause stop no stop Take a second, subscribe, did you subscribe? Okay, awesome, thank you. Uh, This week, the kind of subject is things that happened before they happened. Um, And I'm using this album as a jumping off point. This is by a band called Pop Will Eat Itself, P-W-E-I. And the album is this is the day, this is the hour, this is this. Released in 1989, it's a band that had uh, has has been around since the very early 80s. A British band, um, they started off in a different genre, essentially a different sound. Uh, and um, are still around today in a slightly different form. They certainly certainly took breaks in the interim, uh, especially in the 90s and early 0s. But it's cool to know that they're still putting out music and still performing and stuff like that. So the reason why this subject popped up in conjunction with, with this, and this again was released in 1989, I bought it in 1989, I got into it, Enough to the point where I actually also have the cassette version of this, which I wrote about um, partially in a very old post a couple of years ago, uh, pre-video format, Um, is because – so there are always kind of anomalous – you know, bands or artists or songs, types of music that pop out during an era when that music isn't around a lot for one reason or another. And I'm not talking about anachronistic music or, or or, I guess maybe not. that's not the right word or music that's kind of retro, like when you had the Squirrel Nut Zippers doing that kind of early jazz sound in the 90s and things like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about music... It's around that that um, people don't know about because, in a sense, it doesn't exist. And and I'm using those damn air quotes for a reason. And that is this: the the idea of things happen before they happened is is that there's a point at which we, as a person or as a society, become aware of things when they become an actual thing. When enough people, enough media get wind of something happening they start to talk about it they write about it they put a name to it they put a label to it they call it something there's a cultural shift to where you know oh this is something now like how you know grunge took over in the early 90s um and things like that like how rock and roll supposedly started in the mid 1950s things like that of course you know all of this stuff happened before it happened. Meaning, rock and roll, perfect example, existed before the 1950s. There are songs from the 1940s that if you didn't know what era they were from, you would listen to them and you'd be like, that's a rock and roll song. It's not a, oh, proto, whatever. No, it's a rock and roll song. There wasn't a lot of that happening at the time. So it was labeled a different kind of music and it was, you know, labeled, unfortunately, in a racist way. Uh, But there were people who still appreciated it and understood it and loved it, though not enough for a consensus to form. So it kind of came and went or had its pockets of fans and things like that until it blew up. In the 1950s, um, and there's a lot of there are a lot of um, s- societal and, and you know race issues involving all lots of kinds of music. But in, if we're talking about rock and roll in particular here, one of the reasons why anything blows up is not just because more people get wind of it and they hear about it. Uh, it's also because somebody, some company, some whoever, believe that money can be made from it. And usually soon after that happens, um, if that music was created by, uh, let's say, African-Americans or other ethnic minorities, it is co-opted by the companies and by white performers and all of that. And that that is an extremely valid thing to remember because it's happened over and over and over again. It's something that's still in the music industry and needs to be addressed. I want to point it out because I want you to know that that is part of the narrative and, and the under-narrative and, and, and needs to have more light shed on it. And I will be discussing that actually in a different podcast, my other podcast format, in a couple of weeks. But to make sure you know that it's that's an, there's an awareness of that, but that's not what this subject is about. It's really just about the kind of the music itself. So, right, rock and roll existed before there was rock and roll. It had a different name, it had a different label. Uh, it, it was in a different context. Um, another perfect example, cell phones. I got my first cell phone in the 90s. A lot of people did. You see old, like, I don't know, Wall Street and old movies from the 80s where, you know, rich assholes had their, like, mobile phones, those giant things, they called them car phones back then. So you know they existed before then. Did you know that the first cell phone call or mobile phone call was actually made in the 1940s, 1940s? There was a patent issued for a mobile phone in 1908. So the idea of it has existed for a while. The actual working phone has existed for decades. But it didn't become a thing until it was easier to market, easier to manufacture. more people you know heard about it, more money was made from it, et cetera, etc, cetera. all the reasons, all the reasons. The Internet, as you probably know, has been around since the late 1960s. The first rap song, not the '80s. And if you know rap, you will even say, 70s, mid-70s, that's close. But the first rap song was in the late 1960s. Uh, and there there may have been things before then that were kind of like that, but it was a listen to uh, here comes the judge. It is an actual rap song. It certainly wasn't called that then, but so what? And consensus formed decade and a half later, decade later, rap, rap becomes hip hop, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. There are thousands of examples like this, you know. And and the thing is again, it's the commercial success and, and or media and social awareness of something. Or the gifting of a name and a label that becomes legit, you know, uh, that doesn't designate when something came into being, you know, the things happen before they happen, before money gets into the picture, before social and, and racial things and, and, you know, even just cultural things get, get into the picture, um, And so let's get to this band, So Pop Will Eat Itself, was a band that started in a kind of a more post-punk feel to it in the early 80s. And by the time it hit the mid to late 80s, it started to do a type of music that was a a pastiche of post-punk, indie rock, pop postmodern had like a lot of glitch and sampling and some experimenting with sound and things like that. Uh, hip hop, uh, techno and dance for sure. Uh, a lot of electronic drums and things like that. And even metal, even heavy metal. Um, it, it had elements of, it, it was doing rap rock, new metal before Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park. It was doing, um, you know, uh, sampling and things before Beck and people in the 90s were doing sampling. It uh, was part of the, like, electro-industrial scene, industrial metal and all that and rock in its own kind of way, um, which was a scene that existed since really the 1970s, uh, long before it blew up in the 1990s. And when I bought this album, I remember uh really liking it, like really being into it and really feeling like this was a blast of freshness at a time when you just weren't hearing a lot of this, or I certainly wasn't. And there was some of it out there, but not a lot. And again, that type of music that PWEI was doing didn't really hit the main mainstream until the 90s. And so much of the type of stuff they do still exists to this day in some fairly you know well-known songs and and bands and artists um but at the time even though I was blown away by it and I was just so intrigued by it and immersed in it and all that stuff for that uh, brief period um I think that I I wish I had gotten into them more. I wish i gotten into them while they were still happening, even before this album and certainly after this album. But I don't think, honestly, that I was ready. Musically, developmentally, I was not ready to absorb all the kind of the intricate layering and, and style mashing that they were doing. Uh, partly because i even then i was a creator of music and it was overwhelming to me it was intimidating there was something in it that i knew i wanted to get to but i wasn't there yet it's a good way to put it i guess um so i kind of abandoned that and was listening to other things for a long long time even though i did punch in and listen to things like nine inch nails and stuff like that certainly through the 90s and um you know, that idea of electronic and, 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 you know, kind of edgy music and, uh, and funky and all that blending together kind of grew for me over the years. So I don't know that I could say pop will eat itself was a gigantic influence on me, but it was more of an influence than, um, you know, I realized until I honestly re-listened to it recently, uh, today. And um there are tons as a dozen or a couple dozen songs of mine that is, that would be a great uh example of that. But the most recent is off of my band Rex new EP, syzygy for the Weird, which is everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, here on YouTube, Amazon, etc., etc., Pandora, I don't know, iHeartRadio. Um and one of the songs in there is called Make Me Mike My Mouth. And I think you will hear that kind of mashup of all the things that I, you know, or most or all of the things that I mentioned that uh, Pop Will Eat Itself, P-W-E-I, you know, having in their music in that song. And that's just one example. Um, uh, are you into industrial music at all do you like nine inch nails and things like that do you remember pwei do you remember any of their songs they actually did have some minor hits uh they were not a non big hits but they had you know their mtv play and stuff like that there was a song wise up sucker can you dig it uh defcon one i think they were more the bigger ones uh a song a favorite of mine on this uh, album not now james we're busy funny. They had a lot of humor in their music, which is another thing I like about them and a lot of other bands that I'm into. Not afraid to get, uh, use all emotions, you know, and, and to be humorous sometimes. Uh, but I think they even had a bigger hit with a song in the, like, 93 or 94, which I would, uh, you're welcome to look up, and I don't remember the name of it. But, uh, you know, point being, they had a nice run there for a few years, and it's music worth getting into uh, if you if you haven't heard it um are there trends or musical styles or anything creative or technological even scientific that you remember existing long before it was a thing when that thing became a thing and something in your head said wait a minute i remember that from 5 10 20 you know years ago and now all of a sudden everybody else knows about it um not a bad thing i'm just saying that's the the things that happen i actually find it cool so uh i want to know what you think I, I want discussion. Discuss, damn it! That's what the end of all of my texts say when I when I when write out the text of this. Um, because my objective for all of the, this and talking about music uh, is conversation and connection. Uh, please subscribe. Please stop right now. Don't listen to me anymore. Just click the link and subscribe, and uh, it would mean a lot to me. And share. And if you like this, or if you find another um, you know video you like here on my page, please do share it. Sharing means as much if not even more than subscribing um as always thank you for listening thank you for watching thank you for clicking and sharing and subscribing and listening to uh the music of the band pop will eat itself this is the day is the hour this is this or any of their other albums thank you for listening to my music uh, my band rex music my song make me mike my mouth thank you for clicking on that and uh i will see you next week